I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. You'd think the last thing the European Union needs is another summit. But EU President Hermann von Rompuy said today that he may call for an extra summit to tackle a dilemma any U.S. politician is familiar with. Are budget cuts enough to cure ailing economies, or must governments also spend to stimulate growth? So far, the EU has favored austerity measures primarily, but there's now a backlash in Europe against too much austerity, and the calls for growth are getting louder. The world's Europe correspondent Jerry Haddon is in Barcelona. And Jerry, what does this European backlash against austerity look like from where you are? Well, it seems to be occurring with more and more frequency and with more and more vehemence as well. I mean, here in Spain, we recently had a national strike amidst many other sorts of protests against austerity, which ended in violence, clashes with the police in the streets. In Prague last weekend, there was a a huge protest, over 100,000 people. It was the biggest protest there uh, since the Velvet Revolution to end communism, again against austerity measures. Yesterday in Portugal, the sort of national day of celebration commemorating the 1974 beginning of democracy and the end of a dictatorship there, the military, for the first time ever, refused to participate in that celebration. They're the ones that ushered in democracy through a coup back in 74, and their reason for not participating, they're against these austerity measures as well that have got countries like Portugal caught in a vicious downward economic spiral. Wow. So it's kind of all over the place. I mean, politically, where could all this be headed? I mean, in places like Spain and Portugal. Well, that's the million dollar question. I mean, we are seeing political change now. Uh, We have been for the last year across the continent. And just within the last few days, we've seen the government in Netherlands essentially collapse over this very debate, more austerity or less. And uh, an extreme party that formed part of the ruling coalition said, you know, we can't take any more of this. Any more austerity is going to mean more job losses for us. They pulled out. The government collapsed. As you know, France is about to hold second rounds of a very important presidential election, and the candidate who seems poised to win is saying that he's um, completely against more austerity for France and wants to spend more. So on a political level, it, it seems that when elections do come around, the governments that have embraced austerity are getting punished. So who have been the main proponents of austerity in Europe, and who's leading the pushback right now? It has been German Chancellor Angela Merkel. She, from the very beginning, has said the only way to avoid another Greek-style crisis in which the government got way too far over its head into debt is to have some fiscal discipline and have everyone agree to some certain standards. Uh, She has been closely joined by French President Nicolas Sarkozy. In fact, their union has been dubbed Merkozy over here because they've been on the same page now for over a year. But ironically, the person who seems poised most to push back, again, is François Hollande. He is the socialist candidate running for president in France. Polls show him winning, and he says if he does win, that Europe is going to change direction. He plans to spend about $30 billion more dollars rather than cutting back further. I mean, practically, if a country like Greece is suffering under austerity measures, where does it start a growth cycle? Well, nobody knows. I mean, first... Europe as a whole has to decide that growth is really a priority and not just give it lip service. So, you know, countries are kind of in this conundrum. They're trapped in this schizophrenic sandwich. On one hand, they've got Brussels, the EU, telling them cut spending, raise taxes, do whatever you have to do to reduce debt, and then grow. You've got to grow. And then you've got the bond markets that are essentially doing the same thing to them. They're looking at their debt 
and they're saying, that worries us. You need to pay us more on the loans we're going to give you. And then the second a government turns around and actually makes the cuts that might reduce that debt in theory, the markets get scared again. And they say, look at that, you're, you're going to stomp out growth by doing that. And then the interest rates continue to go up. So individual governments seem to be really trapped between a rock and a hard place. Jerry, uh, give us the micro shot here. How has austerity affected you and your neighborhood in Barcelona? Well, at the, at the school where our kids go, you know, classroom sizes are going to shoot up between 25 and 30 kids per class. That might not sound enormous, but uh, it's much bigger than the 15 or 20 kids per class we have now. Teachers are being asked also to work an extra hour a day. And, you know, in terms of health care, we've got friends who use the, exclusively the public health care system, which is world class. You know, generally when things are going well, it works great. And they're having to wait months and months to get routine exams done. We have a friend who's just flown to Paris, actually, out of desperation to have a certain kind of medical exam done because she just can't wait any longer here in Spain. Well, you can read more of Jerry's observations on European austerity and growth at theworld.org. The World's Europe correspondent Jerry Haddon joining us from Barcelona. Thanks. My pleasure.